Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, and welcome once again to History Dweeps. I am Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. The topic of our podcast today is called The Hobo Killers, uh, serial killers Ray and Faye Copeland. Uh, they were a married couple who killed uh, some transients back in the 1980s. They were responsible for at least five murders and possibly more. So we're going to talk about their dastardly deeds. Uh, but before we do, let, let me remind you that we are a comedy podcast and we use adult language. So if you are offended by a dark Adult language, this is probably um, not the podcast for you. If you're offended by immature behavior, this is definitely not the podcast for you. But uh, if you have a sense of humor and um, you're okay with it, you like uh, to learn about serial killers, then welcome. Uh, And I would like to introduce our panel. I am joined, as always, by Her Majesty. Oh, for Uh, fuck's sake. We're still sticking with this one. Shh. (laughs) Brandy, known what? as Brandy the Benevolent. Yes. Queen Brandy the First, long live the Queen. How are you today, Your Majesty? I am all right, Timmy. How are you today? I am fine. How was your week uh, so far? Since I know you haven't been podcasting, so I don't know what the hell you're doing over there. Well, I actually do my job. That's not true either. <laughs> I've been doing my job this week. I have. You don't know me. You don't know my job. Now, I, I do know that you, you don't know my life. I do know you've been spending some time at the Justice Center, and I wasn't sure if it was for, <laughs> for your job or for some uh, social or legal norms that you uh, violated. None of those things. I'm reaching out to those that are getting ready to get out and letting them know what kind of services are available in the community. And when, when you go down there, do they reach out to you? I hope not. They stand against the glass, though, if they see me coming. <laughs> they, not did, the guys in my pod. Do they rub their private parts no, up against anything? not the anything? guys in my pod where I'm going, but like she on the way there. She has her own there. pod. <laughs> do you have your own pod there? I, I do. She, I knew she would have a pod at some <laughs> yeah. point. I do. I do. We have our own. There's a group of men. They're all in this one place. And they don't, they're very nice and very respectful, but yeah. They don't touch themselves or anything? No. They probably do later. Maybe, but but going down there. You can't deny them that. Well, and I got lost one of the last times I was in there, so that was awful. So you were just just wandering around the jail. I I was wandering around the jail. I ended up in psych. I ended up like, (laughs) there was some weirdos down down there. there. Oh, I'd have been been fucked. Yeah, I'd have been fucked. In more ways than one devil. I know, I know, but. So what else is going on? How's Noah? How's young Noah? Well, 
Let me tell you about my you're, little Noah. You're, you're little five Noah story. Old, right? Yeah. Is he five or six yet? He's six now. Okay. Big I'm sorry. deal. Yeah, I'm sorry. Keep that straight, Timmy. He's a big deal. No, no, no disrespect. So we were at my mom and dad's, and he kept throwing the shirt up in the air. And my parents have this big stone archway in their house. And he kept throwing his shirt up and throwing his shirt up. And I, you know, I told him, stop. You know, you're going to knock something off. You're going to do whatever. Well, he ended up getting something in his eye. Oh, dust or a eyelash or whatever but you'd have thought that somebody had actually gone in and melon balled his eye out <laughs> so he is just carrying on and you know i don't have time for this i gotta get to old navy i need to get home i need to do a couple things yeah 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 I taking got, care of your child is a he's fine yeah, it's, it's a fucking eyelash yeah, okay. he's okay. He's way down on the list yeah yeah well, i gotta go to old navy i gotta get my pedicure i gotta do whatever just because my, you know, pi- my He's son fine. about to be a pirate and no. I don't wear a patch the rest of his fucking day. Fucking Helen Keller over there. Stop yeah. at the liquor store. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He was, well, he's fine. Yeah, gotta get you some condoms he for was when you just go to so, jail. I said, no, you probably have an eyelash in your eye. Well, I don't know why, because I can feel them all still on my eyeball. So we go into Old Navy and he's got this wet rag over his eye. Well, of course, yeah. As we go into Old Navy. And of course, all these people are looking at me. I'm like, yeah, we got an eyelash or something in there. And, oh, yeah. They're yeah. All just, oh, I'm sure. Sure. They're, meanwhile, they're calling. Yeah. Mommy been, Probably. Drink- <laughs> Mommy been drinking again. But he's got, this, he's got this rag over his eye and he's walking around. He's bumping into things. Well, then he found a mannequin. And all of a sudden, his eyes were so much better because then... Then I get, Mom, Mom, look, I'm spanking the mannequin's booty. And he's whipping on the mannequin. And then he's, Mom, Mom. And he's reaching up and, like, grabbing her boob. And I Jesus, <laughs> fuck. Yeah. I, yeah, so he's, Noah is good. Noah's Noah's Noah. Well, Noah's so feeling up the mannequins in Old Navy. He was feeling up the mannequins. Well, all of a sudden, his eye, was, his eye was so much yeah. better. Yeah, well, yeah. He was six years I mean, old, like a mannequin is a miracle. It, it is. But you know, they're disappointing. They're just like Ken and Barbie because they don't have no genitalia. They don't have the real genitalia. He doesn't care about that. You know, but I guess he will when he gets older. You know, if he had a, uh, a woman mannequin. So. Oh, really? A man mannequin. Or he needs a drill. That, yeah, and, and some silicone caulk. You could fix that thing right up. Yeah. No, I'm not doing that. I, it, was it, an, it was enough that we were out in public and he's groping at the mannequin. And, and it would never decay on you, Timmy. That's true. Yeah, it'd yeah. be good. You have to change out You've the cock every once in a while. Yet. Let me do that. Okay, uh, let yeah. me introduce the uh, a man who's considered the most Cutting dangerous in man time. in uh, podcasting he's today. He's not. Uh, the moral compass of our podcast. Nope. A man who's been described as an oasis in the, in the desert of despair. No. The Never. very honorable, the Reverend Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawk Waters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? Couldn't be better, Timmy. Couldn't be better. I got here a little late. Well, um, yeah, uh, we were waiting for a little you. Late. Uh, we were ready at eleven o'clock. To now, start you, this you motherfuckers won't ready at eleven o'clock. You called me down here at eleven o'clock. I've been sitting no, here for uh, two fucking hours. We hour did not and a half call you down here. You guys put together. I put a. I put the goddamn Patreon list together three times, and every time we do a show, somebody got a how? Where's the Patreon list? Where's the Patreon list? First of all, nobody called you down here. You came down. With well, I our came boss. down. You I, came yeah. rolling in whenever, whenever disheveled. And we, I was I was up was very, very I was very up very late last night. Well, the point is, Colonel. The rest of us manage. We were here on time. You know, it's Friday. You know, we want to you know try to wrap things up a little bit early. We've got stuff to do. We got we have lives. We have lives. And yet here you are rolling in at noon. Just whenever you want, willy nilly. 
You know, if I didn't have people keeping me up all hours of the night, I'd be fine. But you know what? It's now 20 after 12. And, Brandy, if you switch the uh, long, if you switch the sh- a shorthand and the longhand, it'd be 4 o'clock. Oh, my God. Oh, my Lord. Late. Sweet Jesus. Oh. Yeah, you you two run out of here. Now, you talk about when I get here, <laughs> what what time I get here. But you some bitches run out like this place is on fire come 1, 2 o'clock. I'm here till six o'clock working actually, my ass, well, working all, my poor little Colonel fingers to the wor- bone. Well, first of all, you're not working. Second of all, <laughs> you don't have to be here that late. I do. No, you don't. If somebody's in the building, I got to be here. No, uh, you're avoiding your family. Let's be honest. <laughs> no, that's not even true. Because on the very few occasions I've had to close, I've left out of here at like five. Oh yeah, five <laughs> fifteen. Well. I stay here till everybody is is evacuated. That's the your building own, is secured. That's your own the personal building is thing. Secured. Do you wear your vest? <laughs> no, but I do strap on my. <laughs> the, the, the colonel and I are are the uh, safety wardens for the building. We are, and we make sure everyone is safe and secure. Mm-hmm. And if there's an I active, would love it a real emergency. If there's see an how active shooter, your your lives are in our hands. <laughs> in our hands, I have fashioned a uh, crossbow out of. Uh, some office supplies so if we have that that situation arise i got you covered devil yeah i'm good do you feel safe and secure in our hands no, no. devil i would take a bullet for you that's how seriously i take my floor not one job. that's been fired just like one you know it's one like that's laying around yeah <laughs> yeah well yeah i mean i would take a bullet for you yeah you catch a grenade for me if the <laughs> yeah. pin was still in it yeah. he would he, yeah. he would jump on a grenade grenade <laughs> for you if the pen was in it. Yeah, well, of course. You know, once you reach my age, you really don't worry about things like that anymore. Yeah. I see. It's, it's just yeah. a matter of time. It's not even a matter of time. It's not when, it's just how. At this it's point. how at this point, yeah. yeah. Look, motherfuckers, he's 53 years old. <laughs> that's And and that's it, that's the beauty of this, Timmy. You don't use that like I do, and you're, you, no, you're I the same do. age. No, I actually do. I'm, I, I look at it like even if I killed someone. Uh, yeah, I, you I can get, only I, give me... You, Fuck, what are you going to give me, life? Even, even, <laughs> if, you get the, even if you get the death penalty, we would outlive our uh, appeals. <laughs> appeals, yeah. yeah. I can do, I got a free, I got a life. I'm like Bond. I got a license to kill. Yeah. Yeah, he does, Brandy. What do you think about that? Oh, it's amazing. I got none. She seems to, a little grumpy today, Carl. You are a little grumpy today, devil. You seem to, uh, oh, it's the second, Timmy. Was, oh, oh we're going to do this? Is it that time of the month? No, it's a second. <laughs> it's a, no. It's usually with the devil. Your your clock must be off because you usually hit about the tenth. You know, there was a conversation that came up on our Facebook group page yesterday. You're a podcast. fucking idiot. Uh, I'm not the, an idiot. There, there was a discussion on uh, the women and their you know and their monthly visitor, mm-hmm. and whether or not. Please enlighten <laughs> me with all your expertise on on the menses. <laughs> <laughs> well, part of the discussion was, is it okay to pleasure a woman during the, that time of the I don't know month? what pleasure means. <laughs> well, it means for a man to... I'm so grossed out by this conversation already. But I, w- I just want to go on record because a lot of people seem to think I'm prudish. But really... Oh, no, you're not a prude. You're I'm, fucking squirrely. I would... I, would, I, I, <laughs> I, have squirrely. No, I have no problems doing that. See, no, here's my problem. But wait a minute. I want to tell you what my problem is. Well, because you know, I'm very. Uh, we don't have, have that much say, time. If I say, if I say so <laughs> myself, I'm sort of a, I'm sort of the Mickey Mantle of oral sex. <laughs> I'm very, very good. I'm, I'm very, 
so grossed out. You have a certain set of skills. <laughs> I do. I'm very good at it. But let me God. tell you the problem. Let me tell you the problem. Let me tell you the problem, ladies. I, you know what? <laughs> tell us the problem, Timmy. All right. Tell us the problem. There, there, <laughs> All right, it's customary. Here's the thing. If I'm going to do that for your pleasure, no, not ever mind. There's got to be a fucking time limit on it. This isn't fucking, this isn't a fuck, you know, this isn't open ended. I say 18 minutes. 18 minutes is a fair amount of time. 18 minutes is if a fair If you can't get off in 18 minutes, it's it's on you. <laughs> would you agree, girl? I would say the day ain't got the hot bone to me. I am so sad. If they ain't got the hot bone, you can work no, that son of a bitch for three days and right. ain't nothing and they'll, let them, and they'll let you. Yeah, they they'll let you. Let they won't you. fake and go, oh, <laughs> you know. They'll let you do that. What the fuck was that? <laughs> do the fake thing for me. You know, I don't have no problems with women faking orgasms. Please do. You expect me to be down there an hour and a half? Well, then your jaw gets sore. It's a whole thing. But anyway, Colonel, how do you... So, play? so hold on. Mickey Man... <laughs> Mickey Mantle had to retire early because he had bad knees. You're going to have to retire early because you got the TMJ well, from well, going well, down there too long. Yeah, you know. I mean, it, you, can get, get you some, can get... I had to get some Toms. You can get, uh, you can get jaw cancer from that. You can. Throat yeah. cancer? I, Michael Douglas? No. Motherfucker, he, he's, a march, he's a carpet muncher. <laughs> he was, I was not prepared for that. But, but how, Colonel, how did you, uh, you, t- you told a story well, you know, to us off I, the air about how my, you pleasure women in that, at that time of the month. I don't want to hear Well, no, I don't again. think, and, and here's what I think, I, I, and I don't think this is unreasonable. I think the women should wear a patch on their clothing. When it's that time of the month, so like you know Holocaust what you're dealing Jews? with. But but but, but to yeah, my, like see, wait, should... for my original point, do you think a timer would be out of the question? Like you have this time. No, I think you should carry an egg timer with you. Kitchen timer. Yeah. yeah, and then and then you set it for 18 minutes. Yeah, and then she's got to concentrate. She can't be fucking thinking about going to the Gap or whatever. She's got to <laughs> old Navy. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. sometimes you, you what's wrong with you? Women? Sometimes you banging away. You look like a Texas one of those Texas oil drills. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just going, 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 going. Nothing happening. Hey, you get nothing tired. Happening. It's like, dude, this ain't my problem. You got a defect down there. There might be a recall on that vagina. You you better check <laughs> the manufacturer. Although when the, uh, when a woman's on top, I don't mind. You can just take a picture. Yeah, because you can watch sports. Oh, yeah, you can yeah, do yeah. all you kinds scroll, of stuff. You can scroll your news feed. First of all, you two are doing neither one of those things. All you're sitting there thinking is boobies, 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 <laughs> boobies, boobies, boobies. But I do think that that, but that let me is tell you, an ladies, idea. When you're, when you're doing that, when you're on top like that, reach around and grab the scrotum. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's, all, that's all we ask. Isn't oh. it? <laughs> this is, you are the basically... Timmy is the Dr. Roof of the dweebs. <laughs> I'm just saying, no. if you want to place her, you're my aunt. Am I right? No. I get very skittish. I don't want people touching my I don't mean to grab it. I mean, just... Because <laughs> yeah, you know in Thailand, they do ball massages. That's all... <laughs> It's like twenty five bucks for a ball massage. I don't want. It's a ball well worth massage. it. I can massage my own balls. I what? I can't blow myself. 
Okay. But if you could, would you? I would. If any of you, then you're a cocksucker. <laughs> What, Tim, what Tim really likes is any of you going to Indianapolis with us, if you're on top and you're riding him, you just reach around a little bit and just jam your finger in his asshole. No, no. He loves that no, shit. No, no. I draw the line there. No well, butt play. I'm glad to see you guys. I've got morals. I'm glad there's a line. Okay, Colonel. This is, you make, was talking this is making me uncomfortable. You were talking, Colonel, yesterday about... How you pleasured a woman who was uh, vi- had 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 her monthly visitor? Well, I, I was, and you know, Timmy, you know me. I'm a I'm a general considerate lover. And, uh, <laughs> Why we, does uh, Timmy we, know that? We often say that around center, around the office. It's well known. It's well known. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, one time, you know, I, I played uh, I played played a lot of sports, and I played soccer, and, and I had my thumb broken. Mm-hmm. Um, How did you get your thumb broken playing soccer? I was a goalie. Oh, okay. And uh, so you know you really, really yeah, not you know, supposed to use your hands, right? But if you're a goalie, and and those balls come at you quick sometimes. Sure. And I had one break yeah. my thumb. I tell me about it. And, <laughs> <laughs> she sees some balls. She sees some shit over here, time, left <laughs> and right. Yeah. And so I had a cast, and I was pleasuring the woman, and uh, reached down there, and um, you were pleasuring her with your cast i thought you know if she was all right with it i was all right with it okay but your thumb it was a thumb cast it was a thumb cast yeah it just covered up my thumb and went down to my wrist and uh it was that time of month to me (laughs) she the girl ruined my cast (laughs) that does not come out of a plaster it does not come out of the cast How did you explain that when you went back to the doctor to have it removed? I went home. Oh, and it's got to be disgusting. So you walked around with that fucking thing uh, on? Well, I, I, you can't get the cast wet, so I tried to scrub it off as best I could, and then I just said, fuck it, and I took black spray paint and spray <laughs> painted it all over the cast. So the shit was red. Yeah. It, well, it turned to, you know, the uh, ugly color later. But was, she, was, she, was she satisfied? She seemed to be. I wasn't. I was very disgruntled. <laughs> Didn't break my thumb to have a cast like that. Ugh. This is back before, you know, now they give you all different color casts. Right. Back then you only had white. Right. And then I go in back racist. in to get it um, taken off. That was racist. It was. Yeah. It was. And uh, What did they say to you when they took it off? We didn't have to be done with that. They asked me why in the fuck I would spray paint my cast. Didn't it smell? Hmm? Didn't it smell? Yeah, but cast smell bad anyway. <laughs> Yeah, casts cast smell bad anyway. I mean, when you get, because they get sweaty and that in there. Because, you know, when you're doing that orally at that time, it's, it's a rustic type of flavor. Kind of like having a penny in your mouth. Yeah. Brandy, uh, our patrons. Oh, my supporters. God. Have we moved on? <laughs> we would like to thank. So, okay, okay. But can we get on board with oh, this? God that damn it. Men should know and women should wear a patch. Yes, I agree. Uh, Brandy, we big red make it P. anonymous. So we know we, Unner- we yeah. stay away from you. So we no. we know just to leave you. So like if no. I walk in here and you got a, a, a the patch on your shoulder or on your arm as you should, I know to make my encounter with you as brief as possible. Hers seems to last more than five days. Though. It does. It yeah. does. You get the PMS for a week and then you get the M the thing for a week the pre- and, and, and then you get the you pre- got postmenstrual syndrome and premenstrual syndrome she yeah. got she got the premenstrual pre- syndrome and basically it's 22 days a month do you really yeah. do you think that that's what it is or and i'm just throwing this out <laughs> yeah i'm just gonna put this out on the table and see if it sticks or if you two motherfuckers 
just irritate the shit out of me. Like I'm just putting that out I there. Care. I don't think that's a yeah. I don't know that why seems that was off base. Yeah, to me. that seems like a. I mean, strange I'm just allegation. I'm just to make. throwing it out that that could be a possibility. Um, I have been told me and Timmy are just delights People to be us. around. Yeah. Yeah, they don't know you. Brandy, yes. tell us, uh, uh, give a shout out to our uh, fine, the fine, fine people who support us on Patreon. I'm going to do that. We have Alicia and Chip, Jason, Jen Moyer, Bridget Clavey, Brandy McBride, Christine Bourgeois, Donna Curran, Maja, Aaron, Kimberly Cambron, Elise, Diane Student from the History Goes Bump podcast, Amber, Annette Petray, Lise, Leslie Hagar, Amber Scoville, Jahara, Dr. Jeff and Dawn, Joe Hopkins from the Now American History podcast, Andrew Happ, Holly Woodward, Shirley Strap, Todd Long, Lydia and Ruth Ann Fisher, Tyrone, Phyllis, Sarah Morgan, Melissa Montoya, Brittany Martin, Mandy Swanson, uh, Jennifer, Cindy Lou, Heather Poole, Charlie and Allie from the Insight Podcast, Chris Hauer, Cheryl Weldon, TJ Young. By the way, congratulations, congratulations. TJ. Yeah. Yeah. married. TJ ran Congra- off, got married. Yeah, tell somebody. We yeah. didn't know. I didn't know. Did you know he was getting married? I did not know. They eloped. That's the whole fucking point. Is it a shotgun I wedding? Could, could fucking tell I us. Don't, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, congratulations, TJ. Congratulations, awesome. TJ. Jason Dykes, Rudy the Wonder Dog, Karen Barnes, Rachel Flynn, who is feeling better, I think. She's feeling, yeah. and she's going dandy. Yes. Yes, yes, she is. Rachel, we're looking forward to meeting you. Nene, Bridget Bernard, Bernard, mm-hmm. Rosanna from They Walk Among Us. Oh, and you know what? What? Uh, Rosanna, have you, have you listened to all, you need to listen yeah, to that. Yeah, it's awesome. Her husband has the best voice in podcasting. I mean, they ain't nary a voice in podcasting like her husband. Yeah, yeah. Is okay. yes, he is. Yeah, I mean, he gets me a little tingly. I just sit and listen to their podcast because he did makes it me move. Tingly. I am having some concerns. A- have you right seen now. the man? Did it, did it move? <laughs> a little bit. I mean, have you ever seen this man? <laughs> yeah, I saw him. I mean, Roseanne is a beautiful woman, but she is. this guy is. I saw their wedding picture. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's. He is just. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm embarrassing myself. You are. You are. It's a little questionable. <laughs> Daniel and Daniel, Daniel. He's like Kim. the Brad Pitt of podcast. Oh. oh, he's he's like uh, but he's dark. He's he's not blonde, but he's. I'm not sure why hair. you're still talking. You can't just close it. Okay, I've, and those I've things gone won't too far accidentally him, fall out. Yes. Can we edit that part of out? Your face. I, uh, not gonna... a chance. No. Continue, Brandy. Uh, Daniel and Kim like Bassett. We <laughs> like we yeah, like we know how to edit. Yeah. Tommy Lane, she is it Shelley Garrett, Maggie Glover, Kelly Claret, Karen Widner, Callie Jones, Joseph. What is Joseph's last name? That's a hot mess of writing. Joseph, you know who you are. Lauren Meredith, Jessica Greeno, Mike Brown, uh, Sarah Bloom, Becky Omelette. Karen Alden, Cheryl Pierce, Caitlin Campbell, Fiona Crisp, Lord, Laura O'Reilly, Catherine Cockgarage Richardson, and that's everybody. And? And what? We've got one more. Dottie? No. Who? Who? This guy's canine. 
I Rudy said Rudy Rodrigo. already. I didn't hear that. I'm sorry. Fucking pay attention. I said goddamn Rudy. All right. That's your, I, I forgot. It's that time of the month. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't thank well, all of you. Who we're not trying to rile a no, rile a alligator very over careful. there. Very careful. Uh, we would like we would like to thank all of our Patreon supporters. If you would like to support us on Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash history tweets where you can give a little, you can give a lot, or I just a wee little bit, Timmy, and she's glaring at me over here. No, I'm sh- you're making him uncomfortable. Could you Timmy, could you could you ask her to to just stop? Timmy. Would you like for me to contact Human Resources? Could you? Because I don't know that that. Really? Stop it! What do you tell Human Resources? Human Resources. <clears throat> She's looking at me funny. Well, you keep staring at me. I don't like it. He Quit has a right to it. feel safe. Quit yeah. running your dick. This hole. should be a s- <laughs> safe zone. <laughs> All right, let's. Do you talk. have to be so vulgar. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's the only way you fuckers could pay you attention be a little bit ladylike just once in a while? See, that's that's the thing that about this podcast. People want two men and a lady. Be well, I'm not a fucking lady over here for with my legs sake, open, all right? chewing tobacco. <laughs> I mean, Jesus be a lady. Christ. That's you know what? <clears throat> because when they talk about women in podcasts, uh, we never get mentioned because she won't act like a lady. You act yeah. like a damn dude. You act like a truck driver. I, I, a truck driver sometimes said, God damn, when you were around. Yeah, Cock that's right. <laughs> yeah. They're like, she was at a truck stop to me, and they had to ask her, could you could you watch your language? No no profanity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, this is a trucker, trucker stop. Could you watch your language, please? Just saying. <laughs> that's all. I'm just trying to. Please, devil, let me. Help you help he, yourself. He will give you some very good tips on how to be a lady. He'll teach you some <laughs> etiquette. Yeah. He'll teach you how to walk with a book on top of your head. I mean, I, I do not believe the devil has ever. Oh, no. <laughs> See, this can't. Oh, she's got the screwdriver. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's talk about. Let's. Uh, <laughs> she poked me, Timmy. He doesn't feel safe. Well, he shouldn't. It's not a safe zone for me. He should not feel safe. You ever seen, remember those things that we used to talk about that you take those metal rods and you jam them down a guy's penis? Oh, and then when you, you guys say that like it's, and it then, means nothing. And then when you flicked them, they would vibrate and it was supposed to give some kind of pleasure. There are things. They look like, they look like barbecue skewers. I don't see how that could give anyone. You know how, you know how you feel about that? That's how I feel when the two of you jackwads talk about my period. I, uh, but, but, no, he's the let's one that talk brought about, it up. Let's talk about some hobo murders. All right, hobo murders. The serial killers Ray and Faye Copeland. First of all, never marry someone whose name rhymes with yours. It seems bad. It's like me marrying someone named Kim. It just shouldn't happen. And you marrying someone named Andy or Randy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Ray or Chuck f- marrying somebody Man, named Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Ray and Faye Copeland. We're a married couple, moonlighting as con artist Brandy. Now, just a moonlight job. Ray, their real jobs. Ray would later resort to becoming a serial killer. Excellent. Killer. With Faye, with his wife Faye acting as an accomplice. Ray and Faye Copeland were responsible for the deaths of at least five men in the 1980s. They were mostly transients, or commonly known as hobos. hobos. So we got some hobos getting killed here, Colonel. Your thoughts on that? What I, that's gonna, you know, hobos of are. Of course, just, he has a thought on uh, it. Hobos are just rapey. 
I mean, every hobo Not we've ever had. all hobos are rapey. Carl Panzram was rapey. Yeah, but he was rapey. He was hobo raping. He wasn't. But he was raped by hobos. He got gang. Well, at one point, he got raped by hobos. Then he raped hobos. It's a circle. It's a it's It's a a vicious cycle. It's a vicious cycle. Yeah. It's a what? But you can't just. It's not like you can just walk up with your dog and sit down at the campfire with with a bunch of hobos and open up a can of beans and have a good time, tell some some stories. Yeah, because you know it's like prison. Before the night's over, somebody getting raped. Are they all orthodox? Are they fucking orthodox hobos? Yeah. It's he's, opening, a hobo he's opening code. up Morgan, Morgan <laughs> yeah. David. Yeah. What the fuck? Oh, Mad Dog. Thunderbird. Well. Yeah. All right. So anyway, Ray Copeland was Boone's born. Farm. <laughs> Ray. Yeah. What happened to Boone's Farm? You it's get, still there. Isn't it? They still sell that shit? Well, there's still college, isn't there? <laughs> I mean, we was drinking like it. Like yeah, when we was they're still high school. Oh, I love the Boone's yeah, Farm. That was apple. what you. That was what you drank when you were like before you moved on to the Harvard. Because it was like three dollars a bottle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ray Copeland was born on December thirtieth, Colonel, nineteen fourteen, during the beginning at the beginning of the First World War. When and they were killing people in the eighties. Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ! Yeah, well, some old motherfuckers. I, I, I didn't want to steal the Colonel's thunder, but they end up becoming the oldest couple ever to serve on death row. Nice. Him and his parents, uh, Jess and Lanny, what? not making it up. Jess and Lanny, but I think it, uh, Lanny is a was his mother's name. They moved around the country, commonly during his childhood, and um, until they finally settled in the town of Ozark Hills, Arkansas. Ozark's from where Elise is from, who is. With child, we're looking forward to her. Mm-hmm. Lovely Elise. Yes, who's on Team Timmy? She about She's due. the only person on Team Timmy. And she about do. She's uh, lonely sitting on that bench. Yes, she <laughs> is lonely sitting on that bench. But she's very dedicated, and we're excited. About, uh, she's going. Don't worry, I'm gonna get her over on my team. No, she's very loyal. Anyway, Ray, Ray Cope, him and his parents. Okay, they lived in uh, Oak Ozark Hills, Arkansas. During their travels. Uh, this is, I, I don't know why I worded this like this. Ray gained himself a younger sister and younger brother. <laughs> huh. I think it's more, <laughs> he gained? I huh. think. They win him in a card game? <laughs> I think his mother gave birth to him. But well, I would, That's I would typically think. how you get a brother or a sister, yeah. Yeah. All right. The Copelands soon became one of the many victims, Brandy, of the Great Depression. That was uh, an economic period. Yeah, it was like. I still have the fucking screwdriver. Okay, just and I'm just saying this can go down well, anybody's dick hole. You did not, I'm not real I'm picky saying about you, who. You were not aware of the gong show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It wasn't that I wasn't aware of the gong show. <laughs> it was that it's not history. This thing is not going to be real picky about whose dick it goes in. All right. So I'm that, just saying. I don't think it's long enough. It doesn't matter. Does it matter? <laughs> well, that's true. I, you know. <laughs> After, I stick that after down the there. first inch, it doesn't yeah, really matter how long Stick that long down it is. there and tap that with a hammer oh, a couple times. God, what, what's, you just made me turtle up here. <laughs> yep. Okay. So during the, they were a victim, the family was a victim of the Great Depression. Uh, Ray had to drop out of school in the fourth grade colonel in order to help his family maintain their small farm. Fourth was, grade? Yeah. Aww. So he was, what, nine? Yeah. Unless he was, you know, I don't say. He, he, they say he was kind of a, I don't know, I don't know how he's, anyway, he appeared to have, had been spoiled other than, um, you know, this family being dirt poor. 
demanding things frequently that were um, always delivered to him. So he wanted something, he got it. He was a poor student, however, and he dropped out, as I said, in the fourth grade. He was often teased by the other children, Colonel, and even some adults, because Ray had a hair lip. Oh. No, no. No, way. Why would you do that? Yeah, that's not nice. (laughs) Be nice. What kind of person does that? Yeah. You I mean, know, these are kids. They are born this At Christmas this way. time, no. Come on. What kind of person At Christmas does that? time, ha- haven't, who hasn't ever sang Hawk the Hair Lip Angel sing? I know. I wouldn't. You. I wouldn't do <laughs> just that. Me. It's just you. I wouldn't do that because yeah. that's mean. It is. It is mean spirited. And this is the kind of people. And these are children. And that's the kind of. Because shit. children what are What kind cruel. of monster children. are you? <laughs> children are little sociopaths. They don't give a shit what they do. If you got any yeah, kind of weaknesses as a child, minute. you're not a child chronologically. So, what? <laughs> At least in the years. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I'm confused. I had a, I had a, the guy who who did my angle There's management a goddamn thing story was a about this. Fine, but they you don't make fun of him. It seems mean. Well, you could make fun of him because he was. I had to get my certificate to say I completed it and give it to the judge. It's mean. You're picking on this little kid who had I a hair I was not lip. picking on the kid. Well, he, he is a serial killer, so. Yeah. But anyway, back to back But there to are Ray. others that are not. Right. Oh, I it's agree. It's hard to eat. I agree. If it's I have it's offended. It's hard to eat. It's hard. It's People mean die. They, yeah, it's a mean thing. That's because a cleft palate. Look, look, I got a scar you know right there. You and right there. That is a cool-ass name, though. That's a good screen name. That's what a screen name I want. Cliff Palette. <laughs> is that a, your porn name? Porn name. That's a panty dropper right there. <laughs> Henceforth, I will be known as Mr. Cliff Palette. <laughs> All right, that's not funny. Okay, I'm sorry. Sorry, we apologize. Well, it's Cliff. We apologize. Are you going to be Cliff Palette, or are you going to be Cliff? Cliff. Like Cliff, don't be a, don't be ridiculous. Like, <laughs> <laughs> now you're just being silly. All right, excellent. Okay, to any hobos or yeah, we're, hair we're, lips we may have offended, I yeah, apologize. Especially now. hair lips. Hobos don't really care about they, they don't usually listen to podcasts. I will send out a tweet and apologize. Are you? you know, hashtag it, Kerfeffy. <laughs> Kerfeffy. At age twenty, Ray committed his first crime, Brandy. Uh, what did he steal? He stole two hogs. He stole two hogs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he, then he went to sell them in another town. That's some serious shit down there. Oh, I know it said. is. But you he stole a man's hog. Oh, well, he stole it from his father, which made it even worse. <laughs> and his dad, uh, but his dad did not file any charges. Well, no. How old was he? Like, how old he was, was, 20. He? He was 20. Oh, he was 20. Uh, he continued to commit uh, more crimes in the following years, usually stealing livestock, Colonel. But he started turning to crimes more serious in nature once being arrested in 1936 for forging government checks in Harrison, Arkansas, for which he was sentenced to one year of brandy in the county jail. So he would have been one of your nope. students. Yeah, he would have been one of your people He might not have been in there. my pod. He would have been in your pod. Nope. Mm-hmm. In the spring of 1940, Ray made a uh, visit to the uh, physician, uh, physician's office where he met then 19-year-old Faye Delta Wilson. Faye Delta. Faye Delta Wilson was born on August the 4th, 1921, to Rufus and Gladys Wilson. Rufus and Gladys. A hardworking couple from Harrison who, despite having little money, were able to raise seven children in a dirt floor cabin, Brandy. Good for them. 
Faye developed uh, developed physically at a very early age and started dating. <laughs> it's terrible. I shouldn't use the word dating, but started dating men at the age of ten. Ew, no. that's not dating. That's no. not dating. I believe that's molestation. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if they. I mean, did she start dating men or did she start going? But you've had, going you've, with kids her age. No, it's oh, it's in the thing that she started dating men. Because well, you wrote the motherfucker. Well, I mean, in the research, that's what it says. So I don't know. I don't know what they're. But I'm guessing older. <laughs> I mean, I old, had boyfriends when I was that young. Yeah, well, but, yeah, because you need to get no your it, degree. It, it, it definitely I mean. it said it said men. So I'm oh, guessing 21 no, or older. So gross. it's not. Well, it I would gross. say men at least 17. If Faye she's be- 10 years, it doesn't matter if oh, she's. Here we go. Faye became engaged to a 47 year old man when she was just 13 years old. Well, God, Ugh. that's some Nicole Smith there. Uh, stuff but there. The, re- but the relationship ended when the man died of a stroke. <laughs> if oh. she could have just made it, she would have been that close, yeah. yeah, that's a bummer. Faye graduated high school, you know, after her engagement fell through to this senior citizen. She, her parents let that happen. Yeah, well. Faye grad- I mean, she graduated high school and started to work at a local doctor's office in 1945. That's when she met Ray, who came to see a, a doctor because he was injured during a, uh, he was working on an automobile and the automobile fell on him. Uh, Faye and Ray started dating in six months, and in six months they were formally married, Randy. Oh, my god! And they're, they're pretty close in age, so that was appropriate. Within a year, and within a year, uh, they had their first child, Colonel, a boy they called Everett. Following Everett, two years later, was another son named Billy Ray. No, Billy Ray. No, not Billy Ray Cyrus. Just Billy Ray Copeland, I guess. In 1944, Ray decided to move his family to Fresno, California, where he and Faye had their only girl, Betty Lou, the following year. So we've got Betty Lou. We got Everett. We've got Billy Ray and Betty, Betty Lou. Lou. Uh, the children. Oh wait a minute. No, we're not done. Another two years later, a third son, Alvia. A L V I A. Alvia. I guess, unless you spelled it wrong. And in another two years, Alvita was followed by William Wayne. So they've got a quite a little family going there. William Wayne. Yeah. Sounds like Batman's dad. Yeah, that mean, was uh, what was his name? Bruce Wayne. No, Bruce Wayne Bruce was, was, was Batman. Batman. That's what I mean. That's why I thought you were asking. It was Ward Wayne. All right. Was it Ward Wayne? I don't know, but that sounds like what it would be. I don't think it was. I'm I don't remember Batman's name. You, you know what? His butler got a pretty had a pretty good job. You think oh, he got paid Alfred? Well? Oh man, he had a, he was underappreciated by the balls. No, you know, you what? know what I did because he knew where all the bodies were hidden. He knew all about mm-hmm. the back cave. Oh, he could have. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I bet he knew about the bat pole. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Batman's. I mean, come on. How, how many? Have, be honest. Yeah. Robin's sexuality, Colonel. Uh, I'm not making no judgments. But I'm, I'm, I don't I'm think not he, making judgments. I don't think say. Robin was gonna be banging the Batgirl. Thomas Wayne. Thomas Wayne. What who, about, was the, who was the best Batgirl? What about Cato? Not Caitlin. Cato from uh, Green Green Hornet. Hornet. Yeah. Oh, Cato. Cato was a lady man. All right, all right. Yeah, he Thomas back. Wayne was the dad's name, and Martha was his mother's name. Yes, you learned so much on this show. But you think mm-hmm. Robin? Uh, I think Robin could have swung from either branch, Timmy. Oh, okay. He was an acrobat at a circus. Of course, he could. All right. I liked when they walked up the buildings, and people would put their head out the window, like 
Cesar uh, Romero or somebody would put their head out the window. Yeah. All right. So less than a month after they, they anyway, they moved to Fresno, right? Yeah. And then less than a month later, Ray was arrested for the theft of cattle. Son of a bitch. He, he was found guilty of grand larceny, Colonel, and sentenced to one year in jail. After completing his sentence, Ray moved the family to Rocky Comfort, Missouri in 1951. Rocky Comfort, Rocky Missouri. Rocky Comfort. It seems like a... I feel like I need to move there's there There's a now. paradox. I, there. I need to move there. Now Google that. See what their population is, Brandon. Rock, what's it? Rocky Rocky what? Comfort. Rocky Comfort. Missouri. Because there's nothing I notice Rocky this comfortable. Mm. Good point. It's a contradiction in terms. Mm-hmm. Anyway, when he was there in uh, Rocky Comfort, Missouri, 1951, he was arrested for cattle theft again. This time, uh, to uh, this time he was sentenced to help in manual labor on the judge's farm. That seems a little shady. Yeah. yeah. What the, so the judge says a manual. I, I'm trying. Yeah, I'm sentencing. That's you pretty to good. Go work on that's my pretty farm. good gig. It yeah. is in McDonald, McDonald County, Missouri. Okay. On Route 76. Uh, let's see. It has a three three star hotel mm-hmm. that averaged about hundred thirty six dollars. All right, so they got a La Quinta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, let's see, uh, they are suck my ass. Oh, that's vulgar again. What's what? Oh, here. That's what you got kicked out of the truck stop for. Oh, shut up. Suck my ass. Who says that? <laughs> 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 Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. It's going to be on me now. (laughs) It has been. The post office there has been in operation since 1876. What's the population? Uh, Let's see. They mention Ray Copeland, right? They mention nothing. There's nothing on it. That is all that it says. Right. It's an unincorporated community in northeastern McDonald County, Missouri. All right. Well, in 1951, Ray and Faye and the kids lived there, and he was arrested. He got sentenced uh, for stealing cattle to uh, work manual labor on the judge's farm, which I think is bullshit. But anyway, starting in 1953. He began following the same pattern as his parents did, and when he was a child, he started moving the family around from state to state. During their travels, Ray was arrested at least five times for writing uh, bad checks. In 1961, the year of my birth, Ray paid for 20 cattle with with a bad check, Colonel, and he was sentenced to nine months in jail. Remember when writing bad checks was a thing? 
Mm-hmm. Yes. And you had you had to make sure you didn't write, you know, the Oh, money you know what I did, Timmy? They, they turned <clears throat> the banks were turning it over to prosecutors. Now Renee was one Renee was pregnant with the twins and, and I'm financially illiterate, Timmy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and illiterate overall. That's and fair. Uh, yeah, illiterate overall. So she's pregnant with the twins and in the hospital. She was she was in the hospital for that last month of the pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And uh I got paid <clears throat> I'm getting paid, you know, and, and normally I just came home, and this before direct deposit. Mm-hmm. Normally I just come home and I give my paycheck to Renee. And, and this we, was when we should say this is a period in our younger listeners. Yeah. Where you pay by things by check, right? Yeah. I mean, you didn't it had, you didn't have an automatic withdrawal, or you didn't no, have you didn't have the internet, cards, you didn't have right? you know debit so cards or yeah, you had an envelope, you wrote the check, you mm-hmm. mailed it off. So mm-hmm. I am uh, going to the money machine. You know, because you had the debit cards, and I got plenty also of money in there. Also known as an ATM. An ATM, yeah. Right. The ATM. <laughs> I got plenty of money in there, and Renee's in there for like five weeks. And my paychecks, I normally give to her. Mm-hmm. So she ain't... Deposited them. Well, I, I can't give them to her because she's in the hospital, so I just leave them at my desk. Mm-hmm. So I got like five paychecks in my desk. And then one day, uh, uh, I get like these three letters from the bank. Mm-hmm. saying that this check has been blah 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 and i'm like how could that be i was just at the at the money machine the other day and they let me have money again the money machine okay and uh <laughs> see apparently renee was paying bills from the hospital bed and writing checks and it uh, that concept and you of, didn't have the common sense to deposit your fucking checks no, but remember I did when you had, I mean, you so, probably remember when you had to make sure your check cleared before oh, you yeah. spend your money. I still do. I have well, to pay for daycare with a check. I went to the bank. You have to pay for the, your child's lunch with a check. Yeah. <laughs> Motherfuckers, <laughs> I know, right? I went to the bank, Timmy, because I knew, I mean, this was, I was actually very afraid because I knew when Renee found out there was just going to be hell to pay. Well, and because, uh, she because realizes she, that you're a dipshit. Yeah. And you're not very responsible. So the lady said, you know, this has never happened before, whatever. You know, we can waive these fees because they charge you money oh, for that. Oh, yeah. They yeah. yeah, they do. 35 She's like, bucks. Overdraft fees. 35 She's bucks like, every time. Yeah. So she said, we'll waive these fees. And, and it was, um, it seemed like it was $75, $25 a check. And, uh, and one was our mortgage for our house. And uh, anyway, so I said, okay, How did he live if, this we, long? if we waive the fees, but is there any way if you waive the fees, this cannot show up? Like, this cannot be on a paper trail anywhere. Right, right. Um, and it wasn't possible, and Renee got the check statement, and she balanced, and she found out, and she yelled at me. It That's sounds, a goddamn amazing story. I'm glad we fucking stopped talking about dead it, it, hobos. It's just I to deal with your bullshit. It you didn't occur to me now? that here's the Do thing. Do I look like fucking Doctor Phil that wants to listen to your <laughs> happy horse shit all goddamn day? Be careful, Colonel. Jesus slow. Christ! It, it's a second, Demi. No, it's just that it's confusing because you go to the to the money station the money machine and it gives you money back <laughs> i know but you don't have money in there it I shouldn't know, do it, it i just know math happen. is hard <laughs> can you fucking get on with it over there thank you thank i'm just thank saying you, Randy. jesus all right Christ. so after uh, anyway he he's 
Uh, I still get reminded of that. The boys are 22 uh, years old. Every time something comes up, she'll tell me about the time I bounced a mortgage check. Well, in 1961, Brandy. Yes. Ray bought 20 heads of cattle with a bad check, and he turned around and sold them. Uh, but, uh, the, you know, the, the uh, seller was not too happy when he found out the check bounced, so he turned it over to the prosecutor. Ray was arrested, and he spent nine months in jail. After he was released, he bought nine more heads of cattle at an auction with a bad check. Again, same thing. Caught, the police caught up with him, and he spent another nine months in jail. During the summer of 1966, that's the uh, summer before the summer of love, Colonel. The Copeland family. Two years before. I think the summer of love was 67, I think. No, it was 68. Look that up. The Copeland family moved to return to Missouri. Write that down. <laughs> Write that down. Copeland family in 1966 returned to Missouri where Ray and Faye successfully purchased a small farm with 40 acres of land in Mooresville. Uh, Missouri Brandy. Check that out. See what the population of Mooresville is. What is it? Mooresville. M-O-O-R-E-S-V-I-L-L-E. Missouri. All right. Faye soon took a job at the local glove-making company where she made glove, Colonel. She made sweet, sweet gloves. Yeah. See, if you said... What is it? Moores what? Mooresville. So she made gloves for a living. That's That's an honest living. Ray provided. Uh, uh, Ray proved unpopular with the neighbors. However, well, fuck you! Was stealing <laughs> all the stealing cattle, cattle and shit. <laughs> you get oh. somebody stealing your dog. Mooresville, uh-huh. the last population that was taken or last census was taken in 2010. The population there was 91. All right. Well, they. they Wonder were, what it is today. I bet we could call somebody out there and ask them what the population. Oh, well, Ray was. and Faye was living there. It was probably closer to 100 with all those kids. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, didn't have as many pigs, but right, more cattle. He uh, Ray proved unpopular with his neighbors, who viewed him as a bitterly elderly man and suspected physical abuse. He physically abused his family. Bitter elderly man. Mm. Hmm. Faye, <laughs> be nice. Faye and the Copeland who children. His family. Mm, Dottie. Faye and the Copeland children. <laughs> he tried to kill Dottie all the time. I would never do that. She's a wonderful mother. Faye and the Copeland children. Later denied these allegations, Brandy. How mm. dare you? Wanting to earn or wanting to gain some money and yet not knowing that another arrest for forgery would send him to prison for a long amount of time due to his lengthy arrest record, Ray formulated a scheme to scam people purchasing cattle and then getting away with it. He developed a plan to use drifters, Brandy. Well. Or as we call them Hobos. 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 To sign uh, in his name, in their hand writing, uh, checks to buy cattle. He would then take that. Uh, he would then have them buy the cattle. He would sell the cattle, and then uh, then they would come after these guys. He would ch- set up a checking account for these transients, and uh, they would go buy cattle, and then they would give the cattle to him. He, you know, give them a few bucks, and then that way he was kind of. You know, he's a, it's a pretty good idea there, Colonel. You got to admit that. It's a pretty good scheme. Mm-hmm. He planned to show... He the, was the Bernie Madoff of, uh, of, cattle of wrestling. that little, little town there. His plan was to show up at cattle auctions, catering... Uh, at what kind? Uh, cattle. Cattle. Okay. Yeah, cattle auctions, uh, bringing in hitchhikers and hobos, 
purchase cattle in their name, and then he would, like I said, he would give them a small amount, and then by the when the uh, check would bounce, he was scot free because they were not in his name. He would claim innocent brand innocence brandy when authorities would eventually come to investigate and allege that uh, allege that he was involved. Hmm. So, Brandy, tell us what happens next in the life and career of Ray and Faye Copeland. Well, since the men he purchased the cattle from were hobos, hitchhikers, and drifters, they would have already skipped town to continue with their travels, giving them liability to forgery. While the scheme was completely unoriginal, Ray was able to get away with the scheme dozens of times until one of Ray's scam victims, Gerald Perkins, was interrogated by police and he exposed Ray's scheme. Mm. Ray was soon arrested and sentenced to almost two years in jail for check forgery. Oh, look at you talking into the mic now and yeah. everybody can hear you. Oh, good job, devil. Now, see, that's that's how I tried to teach you before. But, okay, put the screwdriver down. <laughs> that did sound good when you are talking into the mic, though. I understand. It's not like I'm 12 feet away from the mic. I know. I'm just saying it. it's a better sound. As your sound engineer, I can concur <clears throat> with the colonel. That's all. As somebody who 90% of the time never talks into the mic, Tim... Chuck doesn't either. Chuck looks at me, and it, when you, you can really tell. I know. Okay. All right. So, uh, see, you made me lose my goddamn spot. All right, You're only so, two, uh, one sentence into your script. Yeah. How can you lose no, your spot? No, I'm not. When he was released from prison, Ray tweaked his scam uh, a little, and instead of having his scam victims write checks from his account, they would be told to get a post office box and open up a, an account in their name then have them write checks from their accounts at cattle auctions. Seems a little sketchy. His explanation for this to the scam victims were that auctioneers disliked him for one reason or another and would not give him a fair shake. Oh, well, you know, those fucking auctioneers. Yeah, they're, yeah you ever date an auctioneer? They're right? a rowdy bunch. Uh, no. Colonel, you ever date an auctioneer? Hmm? Have you ever dated an auctioneer? No, I have not dated an auctioneer. I would love to. Go on once. Go on twice. <laughs> I got a home over here. Can I get a home over here? Go on once. Go on twice. After the scheme was carried out. What do you think, Timmy? I think you would make an excellent uh, auctioneer. Okay. After the scheme was carried out, Ray would eliminate the key witness by murdering him. Motherfucker. Ray would come. That's some bullshit Fucking killing the witness? He's killing the fucking hobo. That that fucks up the whole court system when you do that. It really does. It's an obstruction of justice. It is. Faye would come out to act as an accomplice in this scheme. Since the 1970s, Copeland had been known to pick up hitchhikers uh, to work on his farm. Uneasy neighbors watched year after year as a parade of scrappy, unsavory, and unshaven came and went. No one ever knew what became of them, and no one cared. Who's that sound like? Chuck. (laughs) Describe him him again. Uh, Scrappy, unsavory, and unshaven. (laughs) So in unkempt, and you got it. (laughs) Disheveled. Right. You know what? I'm shoveled today. You are shoveling something. Uh, let's see. Ray's scheme worked with the couple claiming five to 12 victims. On September 2nd, 1986, Ray struck up a conversation with a hobo named Dennis K. Murphy, 42, from Normal, Illinois. What if hobos have business cards, Carl? I doubt it. Um, I think they got a, there's a hobo handshake. Oh, are they? Yeah. A secret handshake? Mm-hmm. Secret hobo handshake. There's a hobo code. Yeah. Yes, I know. Live by that code, Brandon. Yeah. Uh-huh. Live and die by that code. Okay. 
Murphy had been riding the rails for more than two years when Ray offered him a place to stay and a hot meal. Can't beat that. Faye seemed to find That's Murphy attractive. Faye liked Ooh. Murphy. Oh, Faye liked Murphy. And the her whole flirtation ball. with him started to grate on Ray's nerves. Oh. On October 17, 1986, two, da- two days, over two days, Murphy purchased several heads of cattle using bad checks set up by Ray. He was shot in the back of the head by Ray with a 22 caliber rifle. Uh-huh. Yeah, he was kind of hitting on Faye. Well, on November Faye, 19th... Faye, Faye was getting tingly looking at, thinking mm-hmm. about him. Murphy. Yeah, well, on November... Faye likes hobo. She's got a hobo fetish. Maybe. Have you ever looked at hobo from porn, Brandy? No. Colonel? I personally do not like the hobo yes types. No. Do I? I do not like the hobo types. Really? It's a short... Uh, Can you just say pants. yes or no? You know, they're short. To me, they're pants that, legs that, that are all chopped off at the bottom. That, uh, that little stick. and uh, With the handkerchief yeah, on it? Yeah, When When you can walk in, all you got to do is go to the Goodwill, get into one of their donation things, and get you a good backpack. Yeah, or get a plastic bag. Why do you need to carry this? You know what? I can't show? figure out these guys. T- now, we work down in Over the Rhine, which is one of the most. Yeah, it's a tough area. Yeah. And and a lot of guys they they make their living uh, collecting aluminum cans, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they will have these huge ass bags of aluminum cans. Why don't they crush you, son of a bitches? Make a three dollar investment into a can crusher, and you could carry m- many more bags of uh, uh, cans around in your bag. You make a good point, Colonel. I don't yeah. know why more people don't listen. It's to like you. there's no. It's like these these. Can guys have no business sense at all. Brandy, you've got to admit that he makes a good point. Amazing. All right, so. I'm just saying, if you're going to be a hobo, you need a can crusher, a good can crusher. On November 19th, 1986. You see that woman who crushed cans with her boobs? I did. I didn't see the point of that. Could you do that, Devil? Probably. On November 19th, 1986, Ray shot 38-year-old Wayne Warner, a transient from Bloomington, Illinois, after a similar illegal transaction. Hobo Jimmy Dale Harvey, 27, of Springfield, Missouri, was killed by a shotgun blast from Ray on October 25th, 1988. So what are they just going? Yeah, he's just he's just, just knocking it. people off. Yeah, they're just getting these guys. Uh, John Freeman was a 27-year-old transient from Tulsa, Oklahoma, when he was killed by Ray Copeland on December 8th, 1988. I mean, it's it, it. This is for financial gain, not sure. sexual gain. But it's sort of like, <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what, what race, you know, proclivities were. But it's not like he's. I mean, it's sort of like the guys, uh, the uh, serial killers picking up hookers. These are guys who are not going to be missed for the most right. part. Right. Finally, on May first, nineteen eighty nine. There's no rest involved. <laughs> I don't like hobo breasts. What about female hobos? Well, that would depend on the, the hobo, I suppose. Yeah. Not if she had those little capri pants with the cut off jaggedy edges. I don't like those. What if she could tuck them in her shorts? <laughs> That'd be okay. What? Hey. What if she could uh, touch the tip of her tongue with her, or tip her, t- her nose with her tongue? Would the, I, you know, you'd have to take them to the car wash and give them a good power washing, Timmy, because those hobos, they're not known for the hygiene. All right. So, All right. so I, what if she had I, I like me a hygienic girl. Double huh? D's. After I got it back from the car wash. 
He likes him a hygienic hobo. I like me a clean, squeaky clean hobo. Uh, finally, on May 1st, 1989, a young hobo named Paul J. Cowart, 21, of Darden, Dardanelle, young to be a hobo. Dardanelle, Arkansas, <laughs> was killed by Ray after he purchased some cattle using a bad check. I just want to say... If you're a hobo already at age 21... You've made some poor decisions. (laughs) During their crimes, they employed 57-year-old Jack McCormick, who soon caught on to their legal activity. Hmm. When Ray sensed McCormick's suspicions, he attempted to kill him, but McCormick was able to flee. It wasn't until late summer of 1989, after the anonymous call to the Crime Stoppers hotline, that the residents of Moorville had their worst suspicions confirmed. At 7.30 p.m. on August 20th, 1989, Crime Stoppers toll-free hotline received a bizarre anonymous tip. Mm. See, Crime Stopper pays off. I know. The caller accused Copeland of murdering farmhands. He told of seeing a skull and human bones buried on the land. Then he hung up. Mm. Police were not surprised to hear Copeland's name connected to such a horrible allegation. The old farmer had been in the sights of local authorities for the last three years. Folks around Mooresville, population 130, had always viewed him in a menacing, as a menacing oddball. Real bitey and snappy, recalled nah. the owner of the local cafe. Bitey and snappy. Have you ever, would that, is that how you would describe the colonel? No. No, but I know who would be described bitey and snappy around who? here. Who? <laughs> who? Who? Seriously. <laughs> Look at it. Who? It's like, you know what? It's like you just went up and slapped a pit bull in the side of the head. <laughs> then don't be surprised when like I rip saying, off your face. It's like saying to a pit bull, I know, I know who does bark around here. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, you're, he you're was very, very bitey and seem, snappy. You seem very upset, Brandy, today. You seem on edge. Are you looking forward to Crime Con? Yes. He yelled at waitresses. Others said that they had seen Copeland intentionally run over dogs. Oh, that's not cool. What a dick move. Yeah. More disturbing. Hmm was how he'd hang around the places where transients could get a hot meal and a bed, talking about big money and making job offers. All right, so he's doing some recruiting down at the soup kitchen, it sounds like. Yes. For three years, local police had been tracking a string of bad checks passed by transients who had been working for Copeland. He and his hired man would attend cattle auctions and bid exorbitant prices. The hired man would write a bad check, and together the pair would take off with the livestock. By the time the check bounced, the cattle had been resold and the man who signed the check had vanished. At least a dozen men had worked with Copeland from 1986 to the summer of 1989. Five vanished after sing- after stealing a total of $32,000 with phony bank accounts and bad paper. Ray Copeland said he knew nothing about what happened to his workers. In fact, he told police hmm. that they'd bounced checks to him, too. Hmm. Don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Don't what look at me. me. What Don't me? look at Don't me. Don't look at me. Uh, then in September of 1989, cops tracked down one of his former farmhands, Jack McCormick. At 56, boozy Jack McCormick had been drifting for years. When the police snagged him in Oregon and charged him with bouncing checks in Missouri, he offered details of how Copeland operated. He also boasted that he knew where the bodies were buried. McCormick, who described himself as a complete... Wait a minute, I'm sorry. Described himself as a common gutter tramp and drunk... <laughs> That's a man who knows his place in life. (laughs) I'm basically just, what do you do for a living? When he fills out his tax returns, I'm a common gutter gutter tramp. Yeah, nothing special. (laughs) Seems he lacks (laughs) self-esteem. Nothing special. (laughs) 
Uh, well, he has very good self-awareness. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. He said he'd been living at the Victory Mission in Springfield, Missouri, when Copeland uh, came sniffing around for workers. Charles. Sniffs around. Tell me more. Yes, Colonel. <laughs> I see you're well prepared <laughs> for your part. Allow me, allow me to find my script here. Uh, Okay. It, was it a complete surprise to you that you were going <laughs> to be honest? Did you not realize that this was we, what we were doing just now? <laughs> I, was, I was just, I, I was I was so engrossed in your storytelling there, Devil, that I He was, was looking at memes. I was during a little surprised there. I know. He was looking at Jesus memes. I'm sure. Kerfeffy. Now Kerfeffy with the, memes. With the promise of a $20,000 a year job, which was big money back then. Oh, it's big money now. The farmer lord, the old drunk. Timmy, I think you slandered him there. Uh <laughs> I apologize. He, <laughs> he helped McCormick get a P.O. box and I a checking him. account. I slander him. This is a guy who said he's a, a common gutter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, well, he helps I complimented him. <laughs> okay, he's just an old drunk. So anyway, he sets him up with a P.O. box and a checking account. Now, together, these men attend some cattle auctions. McCormick does the bidding on animals, and Copeland, did Copeland want it. Now, then McCormick would write, one of these rubber checks, you know, fully aware that the sums were far beyond his means, Timmy. Mm -hmm. Now, this went on for a short time until McCormick fled after Copeland pointed a 22 caliber rifle at his head. Mm. I came close to being killed before I got out of there, McCormick told reporters. It was McCormick who made the call to the hotline in August, Timmy. Ah, uh, see, Brandy, a hotline comes back. It's uh, I'm telling you. Crime Stoppers is... yeah. Yeah, shortly it's, after he'd made his tool. escape. I, I, you know how many, you know, Crime Dog McGruff has put a lot in <laughs> yes. behind bars. He oh, well, yeah. So, okay, we got McCormick calling up the hotline. The old drunk, again, the old drunk story was in. <laughs> you, can't, you can't just say McCormick in here, Bob Ross. You, it's Bob Ross in a bad mood. That fucking old drunk. Slanderous. A yeah, common gutter tramp. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> Slanderous. Timmy was in a shitty he mood when he wrote this <laughs> fucking old drunk story. He's self-identifying. Who am I to say? If that's if that's how he self-identifies as a, a common gutter tramp. Okay. So the so the hobo old drunk rat bastard son of a bitch. Now you're now you're um, now you're taking it too far. <laughs> okay. Um, his story was enough to arrest Copeland, both Copelands, on charges of. Swindling. Ah. Yeah, that's... Fucking swindlers. That's a serious allegation right there. The authorities who were already aware of Ray's arrest record and gathered... Uh, they were aware of this, and they gathered evidence to support McCormick's statements to secure a search warrant for the Copeland property. A week-long search on the property was eventually initiated, in which three bodies, a list of farm helpers by Faye... And a quilt made from the clothing of the victims was discovered. This was like they were the Ed Gimes, but they uh Gein, Ed Gein. Ed Gein, but Jesus they Jesus fucking Christ, it's two and a half years <laughs> since that podcast. I know. I still can't pronounce the guy's name. No, he's ridiculous. Ed Gein. So anyway. I will uh, help you with your pronunciation. If you <laughs> I appreciate need help. that, Timmy. I've got some uh I've got some, a flip chart that's got like old <laughs> lips on it. I'll be happy to walk you through. I appreciate that, Timmy. Uh, the following week, investigators searched another barn purchased by Ray and found two more bodies. Oh, that's some bitch bearing bodies all over the place. Overall, officers discovered three bodies in a barn that were buried in three separate graves. 
The men were identified as 21-year-old Paul Jason Coat from Dardanelle, Arkansas, 27-year-old John Freeman from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and 27-year-old Jimmy Dale Harvey from Springfield, Missouri. Jimmy Dale. Yeah. All hobos, gutter snipes, tramps, and gutter snipes. ne'er-do-wells. Ne'er-do-wells. Another man, Wayne Warner, was found later in the barn under bales of hay that were stacked up to the ceiling. Motherfucker. Dennis Murphy... <laughs> <laughs> that one aggravated you, didn't it, Tim? Ow. Dennis Murphy was the last to be found, and he was found in an old well. Ooh, they poisoned the well. All had been shot in the head, back of the head, with a twenty-two caliber rifle. Ray and Faye were arrested. Prosecutors quickly offered a plea deal to Faye. If she revealed to investigators the location of more bodies, her only charge would be conspiracy to commit murder, which was a result in only a few months in jail for her cooperation. Yeah, I take that deal. However, Tim, Faye seemed to cover for her husband, telling the prosecutors of her unaware nature of Ray's killings. The Hmm. Copelands were arraigned on five counts of first-degree murder, Timmy. During the investigation, it became clear that Ray, who was, was a murderer who killed his employees in the pursuit of money, but Faye's actions were initially questioned. During the investigation, a piece of evidence came into light that connected her to the crimes as well. The quilt made from the hobo's clothes. Mm. Yeah, she that's... made a quilt of the dead guy's clothes. Yeah. That's evidence. Renee made a quilt on my T-shirts one time, really? but she didn't kill me. No. Yeah. So hmm. when Faye went to trial on November 1st, 1990, Timmy, All right. her defense mounted. Uh, mounted and they were old um, at this time. He was born in 1914, so when he went on trial, She's 76 years old. Right. Her defense mounted a picture of her as a dutiful wife and a mother who had endured beatings and general ill treatment from her husband. The defense was going to claim battered battered, uh, woman syndrome. Yeah, battered wife syndrome. Okay. But however, the quilt, the quilt, Timmy, it remained a reminder that she knew full well what her husband was doing. He was a serial murderer. And she did nothing to stop him, Timmy. Yeah, she could at least said, you know, knock that off. Yeah. Now, devil, pay attention to this because we're getting to the good part here. Pay attention, Brandon. With Mm -hmm. evidence against her solid, she was found guilty on all counts, all five counts against her. They convicted her of four counts of murder and one count, just one count, a manslaughter there. She was given four death sentences for the murders and life without parole for the manslaughter. So they went easy on her. Well, four death sentences don't sound like they should. You know, well, they gave her life without wrist. parole on that fifth one. So. Yeah. so Faye was sentenced to death by lethal injection and a life sentence without parole. But she had to do the lethal injection before she would, could do, because they were <clears throat> consecutive terms. So, so she would have to get the lethal injection before she did the life sentence. So do they? Yeah, then, and then your sentence is greatly reduced after the lethal injection. So do you? Do they give you four times the amount of the uh, serum or the the uh, the? You know. I think if you get two, I think they drag your body behind a car. Okay. And depending on how many murder charges, it's how far. That's how far you get dragged. Okay. So anyway, she she was convicted, sentenced to death for four murders, and then she got. Uh, Sentenced to life and without parole for the fifth. Is that correct? Yep. All right. Now, Ray finds out about this, 
What does he? What's his response? Well, he shows not a bit of emotion and said, "Well, those things happen to some, you know." <laughs> now, like you, sounds like he's real invested in. Yeah. Faith. On March seventh, nineteen ninety-one, Ray was uh, on trial for killing, and he was quickly convicted and sentenced to death by lethal injection for all five of them. After hearing the judge sentence Ray, he just said, "Okay." Now, at the ages of 76 and 69, respectively, they became the oldest couple ever sentenced to death in American history. How about that? Two years later, Ray passed away. He died while awaiting execution at the Potosi Correctional Facility. Aw. Yeah, and on August 5th, or August 6th, 1999, a year before 2 ot 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 Timmy. Okay, yeah, it's just right. A year phase, before Y2K. Faye's death sentence was overturned because the court found that there was not sufficient evidence in her involvement to warrant such a sentence. So she gets, what happens So to she got a life sentence still. Okay. But still, um, she's, she's 79 at this point or something. Yeah, this prompted outrage from seven, several women's rights activist groups. You know how those feminists are, Timmy. Oh, oh Lord. You get a... Yeah, they protested her imprisonment, even though she was she had made a quilt out of these and argued that she was no longer deemed a threat to society. Well, shit. Now, see, that's that's some bullshit right there, Timmy. Well, does that concern you, Colonel? Well, it concerns me because I believe in I believe the men and women should get equal treatment. Mm -hmm. And when you say, no, she's no longer a threat. Mm -hmm. Well, fuck, there are all kinds of 80 old men stumbling around a prison ain't no threat to society anymore ain't letting them stumble out into the world all right so she was a threat you never know when she's gonna make another quilt grandmas make quilts all the time he's got a point brandy yeah she's a quilt maker and what she makes quilt out of is dead people's clothes so she goes and wants to make herself another quilt all of a sudden five more people are dead that's not too far off from something like Ed Gein would do. Or yeah, Gein. exactly. Eddie Gein. Eddie Gein. Mm -hmm. But no one listened to these protests from these crazy women, Timmy. Really? Yeah. On In December, two ot ot ot. 2000. After an attempt to reinstate phase death sentence a month prior, Tom and Jeanette Block, founders of the Missourians Against State Killing Mask. Mm-hmm. Continued to fight for Faye's release from prison by requesting people send in letters of support to the governor with a petition for her release. On August 2002, Faye suffered a stroke that partially paralyzed her and made her incapable, partially paralyzed her, made her incapable of speech, and she could no longer control her bowels. As a result, that's a problem. As a result, well, yeah. she was paroled weeks later to the Morningside Nursing Home. Brandy, you just can't have your bowels doing, going, doing willy dilly, whatever it no, was. No, 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 that's a bad scene. She was, she was sent to the Morningside Nursing Home in her hometown of Harrison, Arkansas. All right. On December 30, Timmy, 2003. Uh, just a very just short period of time before the new year, Colonel. Faye passed away in the Morning Center Nursing Prison. Of natural causes and at the ages of 82. And you know what's odd about that? Uh, that at December 30th is, was Ray's birthday. Yeah, she 30th. died on his birthday, Tim. Yeah. Wow, that's so oldest sentence, oldest people ever sentenced to death in uh, in the United States, Timmy. There you go. A, a cautionary a tale, Brandy. 
Don't be a hobo. No good comes from being a hobo. Well, he wasn't a hobo. He was killing hobos. Well, fuck, he had it better than they did. He lived longer than the hobos did. The hobos died at 27 years old. Well, it was 21. Brandy, your final thoughts on serial killers, Ray and Faye Copeland. Uh, you know, they they couldn't even come up with an original scam. Mm. It's a shame. Do you feel bad for the hobos? I do feel bad for the hobos. You should be able to hobo without without fear of being, being murdered. I, I, she's got a point, Colonel. What's your thoughts on your final thoughts on serial killer Ray, or serial killers Ray and Faye Copeland? Well, I am not saying what they did was right. Mm-hmm. I don't want to don't want to get that thrown at me. But as a life rule, I am t- typically anti hobo. So you're telling me you don't think that hobos should have the same rights and protections under the law? I think law? they should have the same rights and protections, but hobos are like clowns to me. No. I see them, and they're just up to no good. No. I think they're, uh, I, I think they're a little bit more, uh, how should we say, Brandy, sexually more adventurous than clowns. Promiscuous. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Rapey. And rapey, yeah, I don't like rapey hobos. Hobos think that, uh, you know, that, you know, here's here's the world. If all, everyone was hobo, uh, Colonel, men could just walk up to women or other men, pull down their pants and do their business, just like dogs, if it was up to hobos. If it was up to hobos, yeah, according to the hobo code. So, Brandy, now do you want to reconsider your thoughts on hoboism? And, you know, hobos... Hobos really don't, they don't vote. They don't do stuff like that. They don't pay taxes. You so. need to vote. You, you know, if you want a voice in, I don't in even our remember country, my position on th- at this point. Well, you said that uh, hobos should you're, be protected. You're pro-hobo. You're pro- no, pro- it's not that I'm pro-hobo. You, well, it sounded like I you am were pro-hobo. Pro- Did it sound like you were pro-hobo? I believe you were going to start a uh, hobo coalition. No, I feel, like, I feel like hobos should be able to hobo around without fear of molestation or murder. Yeah, but what when but they molest and murder each other. Well, then that's different. Also, it's okay for one hobo to molest another hobo or kill another Basically, hobo. Basically, she's saying. But once the outside. So hobos are like the Amish. They should be protected from the outside world. No, I'm saying is, you know how you, you can fuck with your family, but then if somebody else comes and fucks with your family, you fuck them up? So you're saying hobos should be able to rape each other without any I'm not saying they should well, be. Is that what she was saying? Okay. Colonel? I don't know that hobos even recognize no rapesies or dibs. Well, no dibs just plunges their I mean, it's like Lord of the Flies on those do? trains. They, If there's a uh, uh, apple pie that's in a windowsill. Oh, in a windowsill? Yeah. They'll steal that some bitch. Yes, they will. Without even you leave your laundry hanging out there? Mm-hmm. If you see a hobo with a nice pair of jeans on, he stole them. What Clean, the fuck fresh. kind of shit have you been watching? I'm just telling you, you don't you see hobos all the time running past laundry lines, stealing clothes. I don't see hobos all the time. Well, you doing so that. Admit, we, wait a minute, we wait we were standing out front and we were talking about some of the sites that we see out in front of our office. Mm-hmm. And tell us what you saw last a uh, couple weeks ago. The mariachi guy. Yes. Guy riding by on his bike with a big old mariachi hat on with all the friends. You've seen him, haven't you? I've and seen one, him. And yeah. then one day we were out there, and a guy was riding down the street in a unicycle. Yeah. And About it, 20 feet tall. Yeah, that was parade day. And then there was one guy that took a big dump. Yeah, he Remember pooped across the street. actually two of them. Yeah, there's a couple of those. They pooped across the street. <laughs> on the sidewalk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
on a busy highway, on a busy road. Yeah. And then the one guy that, and there's been a couple of them, but this guy was pretty special because he took one of those big ass boom boxes and you know duct taped it <laughs> to the front of his to bike. the front of his bike. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a kid's bike. No, this was a this was an adult bike, but we see a lot of grown people riding kids' bikes. Yeah, they're beating up thirteen year olds. These are fucking hobos, Brandon. Yeah, I don't know that. They These are, are the people that you're aligning yourself with. I align myself you're with enabling. nobody. You're a hobo enabler, devil. All right, we want to talk about CrimeCon. It's coming up, of course, next weekend, June the 9th through the 11th. We're going to be in Indianapolis the yes. 10th and the 11th. 9th, 10th, and 11th. Yes. Uh, are we going to be there three days or two? We're there the 9th, 10th, okay, and the 11th. Ninth. Okay, so we're going to be there Friday the 9th, Saturday the 10th, and then we're leaving on the 11th. And uh, we would love to see all of you out. If you're going to be at CrimeCon, please let us know because we want to meet you and uh, just don't touch us in any way. Uh, is that fair, Brandy? That? That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Seems fair. Colonel? Uh, you can touch me. We I'm are fine. just I'm down. Uh, we're down to earth people, and we'd love to meet you. Just, you know, don't talk to us unless you're talk- spoken to. <laughs> don't look directly at us. <laughs> right. Don't look directly or you're turning salt. <laughs> well, that's probably true. <laughs> no, but we are looking forward to meeting all of you in CrimeCon. We're going to try to do a special podcast uh, with uh, some of our listeners. And uh, you got any shout outs, Colonel? I got Lady Beverly, of mm-hmm. course, who's over in England, and we she's too good for this group, really. She is a saint. Um, got to give a shout out to our to our girl um, Fallon because she was yes. having a little bit of a rough time. So hopefully she's she's the mascot for Team Colonel. She and, got it worked out. Um, she got it worked out, and of course, lovely Dottie, my mom. Who we do this Abby for yes, and. Uh, and the girls, we should give and a shout out to the uh, colonels. Uh, the bad colonels, bad girls. <laughs> there are the mods on the page: Kent, Jen, Ken, and Ken. Or Jen, <laughs> Jen, Karen, Karen, and Amber, and Ra- Radica. Now, Radica, she's been a colonel, bad well, girl for a long time. You made everybody in the world a mod <clears throat> on the page. So, well, our family, their family, and Dominique. So, if the yeah, Dominique, my lovely it, uh, niece, Dominique, Justin, and Tammy, Tammy, yeah. Tammy, Shirley, Shirley. Shirley. Shirley, kind of squirrely. Shirley, squirrely, Shirley. Yes. Uh, and we, we're going to leave people out, but uh, we do appreciate your support and listening and all your participation on the page. And if anyone fucks with you, uh, we got Dem some Colonel Justice off. for you. <sighs> Colonel, Colonel had his oiled up his guns, Timmy. Yeah. We had his take, spurs on We don't take that. kindly to fuckery, Brandy. No, no fuckery we do not. On that we, we want everyone to join us. Well, we like the fuckery. We just don't like the disrespectful fuckery, mean fuckery. Yes. So if you would like to join us, join us on History Dreams the podcast. We would love to have you. And uh, you're working on a new shout out list. Is that right, Colonel? We are trying to get a system in place that includes everybody on a rotation. Yes. Um, but it's the We're page growing. has gotten We're so big. Yeah. But um, we love you all. Thank you for listening. And uh, where can people find us, Brandy? Find us on Facebook, like you said. Yeah, on History, Twitter. History Dweebs, the podcast. And on Facebook. Stitcher. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us at History Dweebs 1. You can follow Brandy <laughs> at Brandy Vinay. It's Brandy V-E-N-N-A. <laughs> or you can follow the Colonel at Hawk Walters. Hawk Walters. And you can find us on Stitcher and all the podcast apps. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you all next time on History Dweebs. Bye-bye. Bye, Good everyone. day. Bye. Bye. 
Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.